Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. In the last day, week, or month, how many times have you been given advice at work or in your personal life? How many times have you given advice to someone else in the same time period? In this episode, we will explore what to do when you are the receiver of unsolicited advice and what you can do to make sure that the advice you give is useful and welcomed. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. Advice. We have all given it and we have all received it. Sometimes advice is asked for. For example, maybe you ask a friend or a mentor for advice on a new skill that you are learning that they have already figured out and you want to learn from them so you don't make the same mistakes. However, sometimes advice is unsolicited, meaning the receiver of the advice did not ask for it. In all likelihood, that person who was giving the advice probably had good intentions, but the effect on you, the receiver, is often feelings of stress, shame, or maybe even being judged. You can see why advice giving and receiving can easily lead to hard feelings and miscommunication, though rarely that's the intention. Today, we're going to explore the reasons that people give unsolicited advice how you can best respond to advice, and how to most effectively give advice that will be welcomed when you have ideas to share with others. So why people give unsolicited advice? Well, the majority of the time, unsolicited advice is not meant to be harmful. In fact, the person giving that advice probably thinks they're being very helpful. They often walk away from the conversation feeling like they did a good thing. But that is usually not what the receiver feels. It's common for the receiver of the advice to feel irritated, judged, or criticized. Michelle, as you say that, I can think of lots of times that has happened to me with unsolicited advice. The situations that pop up in my mind first are from the years that my husband and I were struggling with infertility. The unsolicited advice came almost daily. People would say, well, if you would just relax, it would happen. You're not relaxed enough. Or try the supplement. This will work. Or you're going to which doctor? Oh, you shouldn't go to that doctor. My niece went to this doctor and then instantly they were pregnant. You just need to switch doctors. 
None of those people, I am 100% sure, had ill intent. None of them wanted to hurt my feelings, but they hadn't gone through the hundreds of hours of tests and all of the procedures we had already done to try and remedy the infertility. They were trying to offer me quick fixes that they were sure would work. Not bad people. In fact, people who loved me very much. I walked away, though, from many of these conversations feeling like people thought I wasn't doing enough. They were judging me. The unsolicited advice was often very hurtful and sometimes even led me to tears. Well, your experience of receiving unsolicited advice is really a negative one. And it's a good example of how advice sometimes is well-meaning, but is not helpful or appreciated. Not all unsolicited advice is unhelpful. There's so much more to it. I can think of a couple of times when unsolicited advice was very helpful to me. In one example, a banker offered us a way to get a better deal on our mortgage. I never asked for it. She just called me out of the blue and it ended up saving us thousands and thousands of dollars. Another example I can think of is a fellow teacher who gave me advice when I was studying for my comprehensive exams for my master's degree. It was a two-day closed book exam sitting in a room by yourself. It was very stressful. She told me all these strategies that she used that helped her. Looking back on it, that advice made the difference in how I approached that exam and how I passed that exam. There's good advice and there's bad advice. There's unsolicited advice and there's solicited advice. And they're not all the same and they don't all have the same results. We give advice on this podcast all the time. We mean for it to be helpful and have an explicit understanding that you are allowed to accept it, implement it, or not. We also try to follow some of the best practices for giving advice that we'll talk about in just a minute. It's interesting that if advice has that potential to be so hurtful, why do people continue to give unsolicited advice? Well, here are just a few of the most common reasons that people give unsolicited advice. First and foremost, usually people just want to help. They want to make your life easier, and they think that the only way they can do that is to share information with you through advice, especially if you've brought up to them a problem that you might be having. Consider the example of when you were a new teacher. You shared with the teacher across the hall that you're struggling with a particular student. We've all done that. You weren't necessarily even asking for advice. You were just sharing what the student was doing that was disrupting the classroom or causing you stress. However, that veteran teacher starts giving you point after point after point of unsolicited advice. By the time you walked away from that conversation, you were likely doubting your ability to teach as you clearly don't know as much as that veteran teacher. We hear that from from new teachers all the time, unsolicited advice from veteran teachers can sometimes make them feel like they're not in the right field. Maybe they're not doing the right things. In that particular instance, the veteran teacher is going to walk away feeling like even though she couldn't be in the classroom to help you, the new teacher, she shared some of her best wisdom and she feels like she has mentored you in some small way where you might walk away feeling exactly the opposite. Sometimes that is really true when we just want to vent. We're not asking for help. We don't need to be saved. We just need to get something off our chest. That's a good example of that. And as teachers, we want to help. We're helpers. So it's very, very easy for us to jump in and not just let somebody vent because we want to help. And that's where that unsolicited advice can come in. Another reason that people give unsolicited advice is that they're trying to be friendly and make connections. For some reason, giving advice has become a conversation starter in our society. For example, imagine the new mother in the grocery store line with the crying baby in her cart. 
She is really stressed. The woman behind her feels bad for the new mother. You know, we've all been in that place if we have children. She just wants to be friendly and make a connection, but she doesn't know where to start. So she decides to talk about the crying baby by giving advice. My daughter used to cry like that all the time too. Do you know what worked for me? And then she proceeds to share all of the things that worked. The new mother, though, walks away feeling a little judged about her mothering abilities. And the woman who gave the advice walks away feeling glad that she could pass along her wisdom to the new mother. Another reason that people give that unsolicited advice is because they have a similar experience they want to share with you. So when you were talking about something or when they witnessed something, your experience made a connection in their brain or their heart, and they wanted to share it with you. They don't know how to share that connection in a different way other than giving advice. When this happens, you can sometimes feel like your story or your problems that you were sharing were hijacked and maybe even one-upped by the advice giver. So like imagine if you're sharing a story with your friend about an in-law that you are finding difficult to deal with. You say, oh, I'm really struggling with this in-law. I'm not sure how to deal with them. And all of a sudden your friend responds, oh my gosh, I had the same issue with my in-law and they da-da-da-da-da. So here's what I did to remedy that. And then I did this and you should try it too. And all of a sudden you feel like your story was cut off and probably hijacked by that advice giver. That advice giver walks away feeling like, wow, what a nice conversation over our shared experiences. You're like, that unsolicited advice just totally hijacked my story. Again, never a negative intention on that person's part. But as the receiver, you can really feel like your story was hijacked. And all of these reasons, there was no ill intent on the part of the advice giver. Their motivations are sincere, and they truly believe that they're helping you or making a deeper connection with you. Now, that's not to say that there's never an ill intent on the advice giver's part. You may have people in your life who give advice for selfish or cruel reasons, like they'll put you down or create drama. But hopefully those instances are few and very far between. Now that we know why people give unsolicited advice, let's look at some ways that you can respond to unsolicited advice. Just because somebody gives you that unsolicited advice doesn't mean that you have to take it. When you're given unsolicited advice, here are a few suggestions on how you can best respond. First of all, remind yourself of their intentions. Do you think they were trying to judge you or make you feel bad? Probably not. You can also be mindful to not receive that advice for more than it was. It's easy to perceive that advice maybe was judgment or a put down or maybe a slap in the face, but step back and label that advice for what it was. Typically, it's someone caring enough to try and help you. Looking at it from that way can feel less stinging. Sometimes we take it too personally, like they're trying to attack me or tell me I'm doing things wrong, and that's really not the intent. And the example I gave with the people trying to give me fertility advice, I would often have to step back and say, they love me. They're trying to help me in any way that they can. And I would have to label it as help, as love. So I didn't label it as judgment. Great example. Also, you can decide if the advice is really helpful or not. If we're so off put by the advice that we don't even consider it, we might be missing out on something that could actually help us. If it's helpful or parts of it are helpful, pick the parts that you want to consider and let the rest go. Don't assume that you always already know it all and that you are really quick to dismiss advice just because you didn't ask for it. There may be a lot you can learn from the person giving the advice. 
You may even want to have a further conversation with them. Then you can solicit their advice. Another thing you can do is thank them for caring. Their advice came from a place of caring. And once you remind yourself of that, you can also thank them for caring. They will likely be thrilled that you noticed that they cared enough to give you advice. Again, I think that especially works for teachers who are givers and they do tend to care deeply. So they like to know that you notice they are caring. You can also set up boundaries for future advice. You can say something like, thank you for caring. Those are helpful ideas. If I need any more ideas, I'll be sure to come to you and ask for them. That switches the dialogue to one that you get to control and decide when and if you want more advice. I love how just saying that, thank you, that's helpful, I'll come to you if I need more, says to them in a kind way, here's my boundary, you're starting to cross it, thank you, and move on. It can be a great way to stop the conversation. For me, the main message here is to not read more into advice than necessary. At the end of the day, remember that most people mean well and some advice is useful and some is not. You get to choose. We have discussed why people give advice and what to do if you are the receiver of unsolicited advice. So now let's talk about what you can do when you have advice to give. How can you give advice that will be useful and welcome? An article in the Harvard Business Review entitled The Art of Giving and Receiving Advice pulled together what they considered best practices for seeking and giving advice based on academic research and practical wisdom from people who are actually doing the work, including educators. Their work offers five stages for best advice giving. First, they suggest that you find the right fit. Make sure that the giver and the receiver of the advice are a good match and that they have each other's best interests at heart. The better you can understand the people, situation, and the needs, the better the fit. Decide if you're the right fit for even giving advice or if there's somebody else who could better help the person. That reminds me of an old saying that you shouldn't take advice from someone who's never been in your shoes. That's what that is all about. The second stage for giving advice suggested by the Harvard Business Review is developing a shared understanding. Ask the person what they want and what they need. Once you have a shared understanding of what the other person wants and needs, you can decide what role you can play in the advice giving. If they say, I just want to vent, then you know what your shared understanding is in that situation. That's your place to just listen. The third idea from the Harvard Business Review is crafting alternatives. You approach this with a problem-solving mindset. Remember that your experience or opinions are just one of many. The Harvard Business Review suggests that you think of yourself as a driving instructor. They say that while you provide oversight and guidance, your ultimate goal is to empower the seeker to act independently. The fourth stage in giving advice that they suggest is converging on a decision. Again, encourage that person to seek multiple opinions before they make a choice. That in itself is giving good advice. It might not be your job to help that person come to decision. Ask them how you can help. If they're trying to solve a problem and they seem to be listening to your advice, pause frequently to gauge how comfortable they are with the advice they are getting. They may say they want your advice, but when you start giving it and you notice they are uncomfortable with your advice, then it's a good time to stop giving it if the seeker is getting too uncomfortable. We're not always in a place of being able to receive. Sometimes emotions get in the way or the timing is bad. So it's good to pay attention to those cues. Lastly, putting the advice into action. When you are the person giving advice, you should step back at this stage. 
Now, if it's your boss, this might not be a choice. Your principal might say, I want you to do this. And in those cases, you just have to do what you're told to do, or you can really get yourself into some hot water. That advice is not optional. (laughs) But in general, the actions that the person takes or doesn't take are theirs, not yours. This is important so that they can take accountability for their own actions and so they don't blame you if the advice does not work. I love that thought about not getting blamed if the advice doesn't work. (laughs) So many times when we are giving advice, we think, oh, we're just sharing advice. But if that other person is taking it very seriously and they follow that advice and it doesn't work, you don't want them to be resentful of you. Giving advice, even unsolicited advice, can be helpful if given the right way. But whether you are the giver or the receiver of the advice, the most important thing is to remember the perspective of the other person and the impact you are having on them. Be mindful of what is being shared, how it is being shared, and the well-meaning intention behind the advice. We end with a well-known quote that summarizes advice giving. Be sincere when giving advice and humble when receiving advice. Before we go into the recap, if this topic is of interest to you and you would like to explore more about people's intent versus the impact that others feel, we discuss that more thoroughly in episode 33, Intent versus Impact. So if this is interesting to you, definitely check out episode 33 of our podcast. And that leads us right into our recap today. Advice often unsolicited, occurs regularly in our work and home environments. The majority of the time, unsolicited advice is not meant to be harmful. In fact, the person giving that advice probably thinks that they are being very helpful. Knowing how to accept that advice and making sure that you are giving useful advice yourself can eliminate hard feelings and misunderstandings. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is think about what you will do the next time someone gives you unsolicited advice or what you can do when you are tempted to give that unsolicited advice. Consider the steps that you will take to avoid feelings of judgment and misunderstanding. We would love to hear how it's going, your thoughts on advice giving and receiving. So reach out to us on any of our social media channels through our email or through our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. And if you would like some ideas for ways to take more control of your life, get our free resource, The Inspired Teacher's Guide to Taking Back Your Life. You'll find it on our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. It's right on the top in the right-hand column. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.